<laughs> so I'm a little late this week, but you know, I told you, I told y'all not to expect consistency from me. Just because I say I'm going to record every week doesn't mean, I'm basically saying I lied to you. I'm sorry about it. And I'm not even going to sit here and make excuses because this is a podcast about anxiety so if I didn't record a podcast, you can probably put some assumptions together and figure out why that didn't come out. I was probably anxious. Anyway, I'm going to stop being condescending. Um, welcome back to Panic Attack Pending. This episode is going to be about traveling as a person with anxiety. But before we get into the main topic, I got to do my little weekly update. So... Since I've talked to you, I went to New Orleans, Louisiana, and that was crazy, y'all. I had never been before, and I have heard stories about what it's like there. First of all, I gotta say best food ever. Like, there was no bad food place. There just wasn't. All the food, all the food was amazing. There was so many places to drink at, I was very overwhelmed. Uh, Bourbon Street was crazy. Like, I went Juneteenth slash Father's Day weekend. So, last weekend. And y'all, it was, there's just music everywhere. And people throwing beats from balconies. And it's open container. And everyone's carrying around huge daiquiris. And yeah, I had a great time. I definitely needed that and yeah I'm gonna get more into the topic or get more into that trip a little bit when I'm talking about the whole traveling with anxiety thing but I just had to bring that up y'all I loved it I have to go back amazing food everyone was just drunk and happy (laughs) it was just amazing that trip couldn't have gone any better honestly there was a tropical storm that had hit the day before we got there and I was looking like, so should we reschedule? But then, you know, the weather app started updating. It was like, okay, it's going to be a little bit of rain. And then eventually it said there wasn't going to be any rain while we were there. And it was just crazy because when we left Atlanta, it was raining. When we got to New Orleans, the rain had stopped. So that was just beautiful timing. Anyway. Um, Other than that, other things I've been doing, I've just been staying connected and just constantly being uplifted by my friends and family. I just, I feel so grateful. I keep saying that every episode, but having a good support system is so key and that's been keeping me afloat right now. I literally say that every episode. Um, Things I've been watching, Naruto Shippuden, rewatching all of Naruto, I'm on Shippuden. If you don't know what Naruto is, well, I feel sorry for you. (laughs) I'm so sorry. I'm so annoying. (laughs) Why do y'all listen to this? Okay, sorry. Anyway, um, another anime I've been watching is called Parasite. And it's crazy, y'all. It's about this boy. And basically, he gets this parasite inside of him. And... He stops it from going to his brain. This sounds like really scary. I promise it's like kind of funny. Like I get, well, it's kind of scary too. It's not like horror though. It's just a little gruesome. Well, it is horror. Horror. It's in the horror category. 
what am I trying to say? Parasite, yes. Um, he stops the thing from going to his brain and then it just like lives in his arm and it's like his little friend. <laughs> it's like his little buddy. And um, but I mean the other the parasite's goal is to get to the brain and then control the humans and then they like they're cannibalistic. This sounds really scary. I promise it's not. It's very entertaining. And it's basically this boy and his like hand that he like doesn't control anymore. It's like his hand is his buddy and it talks to him. And they're like going around trying to figure out what to do about these humans that are being taken over by these parasites that are killing other humans. So yeah, I feel like I just explained that really, really bad. But, and I could look up a synopsis. You know what, let me look up a synopsis. Y'all, I'm reading the synopsis and I think there's something wrong with me because I found it kind of funny and entertaining and not spooky at all. But it says, Parasite is a Japanese science fiction horror manga series. Um, wow, that doesn't say what it's about, but it's, a, it's definitely horror. Um, okay, here's a better synopsis. 17-year-old Shinichi Izuma, I, Izumi is partially infected by a parasite. Monsters that butcher and consume humans. He must learn to coexist with the creature if he is to survive both the life of a parasite and human as part monster, part person. Yeah, all the descriptions I'm reading make it sound scary, but I promise it's good, y'all. And then the other thing I've been watching is Elite Season 4. I had to talk about Elite because I recommended it in Season 1 of Panic Attack Panic. Y'all, I don't know what the heck is going on with Season 4, but I hate all the new characters. I feel like all the depth for all the existing characters that have been around for seasons, I feel like all their depth just like left. I don't really know what the writers are doing. I'm not enjoying myself. And also they don't put trigger warnings. So um, that's annoying. So you, I mean, I looked up on Reddit to find trigger warnings for each episode, but it's just, I just get annoyed when shows overly sexualize high school and high schoolers because I'm like I know the actors are technically of age or whatever but it's about high schoolers I don't know it's just annoying me I'm halfway through I guess I'll finish it but kind of disappointed it was like my favorite show well not my favorite show last year but it was one of my favorite shows that I watched during lockdown and I'm a little disappointed but yeah, that's the shows I've been watching. Y'all, since I have talked to you, I've read, let me count, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight books. And yeah, I, that's, that's how many books I've read since I last talked to y'all. Um, I was reading like a book every two days and lately it's turned into a book a day for the last like four days. Um, I told y'all about The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. That book left me with the biggest hang like reading hangover. I was so upset. I felt emotionally violated. I, <laughs> I cried. I vented to my brother. I vented to my friends. I vented to my cousins. I just, that book did it for me. Like five stars, loved it. Um, I explained what it was about in my last podcast episode, but y'all... That book just, I'm still not okay, okay? Like, I'm still not okay from reading that. 
so yeah loved um i also read bully and birthday girl by penelope douglas bullies a bully romance birthday girls like a age gap romance and i liked bully a lot loved birthday girl it was crazy like this girl was dating this guy and then um a bunch of events occurred and she had to move in with they had to move in with the guy's dad who's really young because he had his son really young and you can probably see where this is going um the girlie starts falling for the dad so it was an interesting read i really enjoyed that then i read the greed by scott bergstrom i still can't say his name um that's the sequel to the cruelty um loved the whole book hated the ending it basically pulled a mockingjay it pulled a mockingjay where you get to the end of the book and you're like why did i just read that whole series if y'all were just gonna do it like that i hope that doesn't spoil it but yeah um i don't know it was a good book until like the last 15 pages 20 pages i don't know read the southern book club's guide to slaying vampires by grady hendrix that book was so good y'all like the fact that i'm reading so many like five star reads all in the same month in like the same two week span actually i at first i was like the southern book club's guide to slaying vampires i don't care about vampires and i don't care about these uh middle-aged white southern ladies actually i do turns out um yeah that book was amazing y'all um again it's a thriller it's it just it it explores race relations too it talk i mean basically it's a vampire and they're killing black children and nobody cares until they start killing the white children so i like the commentary on race relations i like the commentary on housewives and how much work they do that gets underappreciated there's just a lot in that book y'all and it was crazy um what else do i have zodiac academy if there i felt like that book series was built for me <laughs> because you know i love astrology if you're listening to this you probably know i love astrology the book is like harry potter but make it astrology and make it like older um the it takes place at zodiac academy and it's like a college level like all the freshmen are like 18 and then up upwards of that and it's just it's so good y'all because like people are sorted based on their um their element like their zodiac element so like all the fire signs are together all the earth signs wa water air amazing i want to go to zodiac academy honestly and they have powers based on their elements as you probably figured out and it's really cool it follows two gemini girls and of course they're twins love that for them <laughs> love that for me um Moving on, um, I read some science fiction, The Martian and Project Hail Mary. Project Hail Mary, I only got halfway through before it started triggering me. <laughs> it started talking about a certain type of creature that I really don't like. And actually, I got so triggered that I cried and I had to put the book down. <laughs> I'm laughing, but it's not funny. I just, I, I don't want to spoil any of the book because it was a really, the first half of the book was really, really good. I just got too triggered to finish it because of the type of creature that was in the book. And if you wanna know what type of creature, honestly, and you're looking at Project Hail Mary, it's like, it's such a popular book right now. I feel like they're gonna make it into a movie, but 
yeah, I don't know. Um, it triggered me, so I wouldn't be watching the movie probably. And I wish I knew someone. If you've read Project Hail Mary, let me know because um, I just want to know like if that creature that triggered me is in the whole rest of the book. Because like if I could just skip that section, because I really like the book. Whatever. Moving on. <laughs> Why do I cut my own self off? <laughs> anyway, um, last book I read finished today. It's called The Martian by Andy Weir. It's been out for a long time. I told you about Artemis. I already read Artemis. Basically, I read all of Andy Weir's books this month. Um, The Martian's about this guy that's stuck on Mars by himself. Um, I made it sound so boring, but it's good. I mean, there's a movie about it. Um, I had never read the book, so went ahead and did that. And next book I'm about to read is Beach Read by Emily Henry. Okay, that's enough for reading updates. Wow. Um, Music. I've been listening to 21 Pilot Skill and Icy. I've been listening to Migos Culture 3. Don't know how I feel about it yet. Gotta listen to it some more. And I've been listening to Lord Solar Power. It's funny because I tweeted a couple days ago, not a couple days ago, a couple weeks ago. And I was like, can Lord drop an album to go with my new depression? And then like, I think two days later, she dropped Solar Power. And I was like, thank you. <laughs> All right. That's enough of my updates. Um, let's talk about traveling with anxiety. All right, so y'all already know I'm an incredibly anxious person. And when it comes to trying new things, I'm just not with it. I like to stay in my comfort zone. So you're probably like, why do you like to travel so much? Well, as much as it excites me and makes me nervous in the planning process, I feel so much better once I've actually done it. And I mean, I've some through my travels, I've seen places that are absolutely breathtaking and had breathtaking, and I've had just experiences that will live in my memory for as long as I have them. And I just like shout out to nostalgia because when I think of my past travels, I never think about the stressful parts or the planning or the bad parts for the most part. Um, I only think about the things I did and the amazing things I saw. So there's three stages to traveling with anxiety, the prep, the actual trip, and then the post-trip depression slash anxiety. So I'm gonna go ahead and cover what I do during each of the stages of the trip slash vacation process to kind of minimize my anxiety as much as possible. So first, for preparation, the first thing I do is figure out where I'm going and make travel accommodations for my lodging, like hotel, Airbnb, whatever. And then for my transportation, so like flight, car, oil changes, rental car, whatever. And once you have the place you're staying and how you're getting there and how you're going to get around when you get there ready to go, that leaves room for the fun part, which is deciding what to do when you get there. So highly recommend just knocking that out. It is so hard to, well, for me, it's hard to pick out where I want to stay because I'm like, oh, this place has one bad review and a whole bunch of good reviews or just, it helps to ask people that have been there and just look at a lot of reviews for the places you're going to figure out where you want to stay. And then as far as like transportation, I feel like transportation is kind of like, a given like you kind of just 
if it's really far you fly if it's short distance you drive maybe if it's like a middle distance you might want to drive you might want to fly anyway yeah transportation kind of just is based on the distance but it's finding out where to stay is so frustrating for me especially like comparing prices and location all that stuff i rather just get it out the way as quickly as possible and get that stress over with that way i can decide what to do and yeah i just do it so far in advance because last minute schedule changes and like plan changes make me spiral and it's really hard for me to come back from that so it's just not ideal to have last minute changes in my travel plans i mean i know it's important to be flexible because like nothing in life is certain but if i can eliminate some stress then i'll try to make the arrangements and try to plan you know um next you gotta make arrangements for your pets and your plants if you have some um i know for me i don't have any plants well i have one plant that needs to be watered like every two to three days and i usually just make like a little water wicking self-watering system for that one and then all my other plants i'm never gone for more than like a week or a week and a half at a time actually that's a lie one time i was gone for over a month but i didn't have i didn't really have as many plants as i have now back then so I was, it was fine anyway most of my plants only need to be watered like once a week they can go a little bit longer so it's they're fine but my pets gotta make arrangements for them and then once I have my um my travel arrangements and my pets planned out it's like that's pretty much the hard part you know so the next thing I want to talk about is traveling with people that make you happy to travel with. This is so, so, so important. And I know that some people get stressed out with traveling with their family. So if you can, if you're able to, like maybe if your family stresses you out, go with your friends or going with a particular friend group stresses you out don't go with them like why put yourself in unnecessary stress if you don't have to like it's just really not worth it um i mean here's the thing like i know i know a lot of people have stress with traveling with family and significant others in particular and maybe just like don't go on every trip with your family or every trip with your significant other you can go with your friends sometimes or like avoid like i said avoid going with certain friend groups that stress you out that is just going to make your experience a million times better because the last thing you want to do is be away from home and away from your comfort zone with people that make you upset. So try to avoid that. And if you can't avoid that, hopefully try to hopefully you can make the trip shorter. Like if you're traveling with someone that you don't exactly like to travel with, like maybe you could try to shorten the trip a little bit, not be gone with them for like 2 or 3 weeks, maybe a couple days. So yeah, I know that's not always in your control, but if you can control who you travel with, like that is really big because you'll have so much more fun if you go with people that you feel comfortable with, safe with, won't argue unnecessarily, won't complain the whole time. You'll just feel so much better. And then another tip I have, bring things to do to entertain yourself during the boring parts of travel. like waiting around at the airport. I know for me, like, 
this New Orleans trip, the flight's only like an hour, an hour, 10 minutes, maybe an hour, 20. I don't know. But like, I got a, that e- that stupid email from, <laughs> let me calm down. I got that email from TSA that's like, security times are taking forever. Come three hours before your flight. And I was like, three hours? And I was like, whatever, I'm not coming three hours before my flight. Like, no. So I got there <laughs> two hours before. And I was still like, ugh, this is so annoying. But I get there and security took five minutes. And I know being early is way better than being late. But I was like, what do I do with myself for two hours? And then by the time it was time to board the plane, they were like, oh, the AC is not working. And we are not getting in this plane without no air conditioning. And I was fine with that. I was like, I'm not trying to get in no plane without air conditioning in the heat of the summer. Like, no. So then they spent like... 45 minutes fixing the plane, AC. Anyway, what I'm trying to say is that bring stuff to do because that's how, I feel like that's how I got through so many books in the last week and a half because, um, yeah, I was sitting in the airport. And then same thing on our way back. Like, TSA was like, yo, security's taking forever. Security took 10 minutes. I was like, y'all lying to me. But it's okay. It's okay. I'd rather be early than late, so it's fine. But total of six hours in the airport is why I read, or in both airports is why I read so many books. Moving on. Oh, also, I forgot to say, before I move on, um, you can bring in video games, obviously, music, podcasts. You can listen to this podcast, you know, you can listen to this podcast while you're traveling, you know. Um, maybe not. Why am I so mean to my own self? Okay, I'm sorry. I was listening to my last podcast. Like, this is a little side note. I was listening to my last podcast, and I was like, am I okay? (laughs) Because I sit here, and I talk to myself, and then I laugh at at my own things that come out of my mouth. Like, I just be cracking up by myself. I need a co-host. Anyway, um, back to the traveling. Reward yourself for doing the hard part and making accommodations by choosing what you want to do when you get there. So make it fun. Don't don't make it overwhelming. You know, make don't be like I have to figure out everything I'm gonna do when I get there. Make it fun. Just look up restaurants, bars, sightseeing, hiking trails, iconic places you'd like to visit. And just kind of, you know, just list out places you would like to go. But me personally, I'm not strict about my list in by any means. Like, I'll find like a list of restaurants I'd like to go to, a list of places I'd like to see. But that's just kind of a guide for me. I mean, of course, if I find a restaurant online and I'm like, oh, I want to go there. And then I actually go to the place and I see a more appealing place, I'm going to go to the more appealing place like I'm not gonna be like well my schedule says that I have no um I'll be spontaneous about that it just helps me to have a guide because if there's lulls in my trip where there's like a couple hours and we're like oh what do we do it helps to have like a list of stuff to do and I mean I admire people that can just go somewhere and fully wing it but I have to have ideas of what to do just as a guide or as a little backup in case I'm just unsure. Because the last thing I want to do on a trip is waste my time. That, I just, I don't like wasting my time. I don't want to sit around for hours trying to figure out what to do. 
if if possible you know sometimes stuff happens that's out of your control but yeah and then also um ask your friends for advice on things to do and places to eat and look at look at instagram okay major key look up the hashtag for the city you're going to on instagram and see all the places that people are, are taking pictures at um you might get there and be like wow this is a cute place like for a photo but it's not actually good but i don't know i just feel like if everyone's going there on instagram it's probably a cool place to go i don't know maybe maybe not but um, you can also go, go on like TripAdvisor or whatever and just look at reviews of different restaurant places. So, yeah. That's. Oh, I have a little bit more for the prep stuff, actually. Um, pack early. <laughs> Do not wait until last second to pack. I'm tired of my, my friends, and y'all know who you are that are listening to this. I'm tired of y'all calling me the day before your trip being like, I still haven't packed. What am I going to do? Pack early. Like, <laughs> I've had times where I've had no choice but to pack early. Right. And that's, I mean, no, I've had times where, I've, where I have no choice but to pack late. Like, pack at the last second. And I know it's annoying and stressful. And I know it's tempting to just wait. But just do it as early as possible. Or if you're not going to physically pack, plan out your outfits a few days in advance to make sure you have the correct laundry done, make sure that you have the correct toiletries. I'm all about making a list, so you already know I always have to have a list of toiletries, medication, clothes. Um, obviously pack extra clothes, because you never know. Um, but yeah, I'm tired of, I'm tired of my friend. I know y'all listen to this, like, I know she's not complaining about me right now, but I'm tired of y'all texting me the day before a trip, like, Okay, let me stop venting about my friends. They're gonna leave me. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, please just pack early. You don't have to pack like two weeks in advance. Like I know you can't pack your toiletries early and I know you can't really pack your medication early, but like go ahead and pack your clothes like a couple days. Like not even, like don't wait till the day before. Even two days before y'all, like just please. And then your toiletries, like I wait to pack my toiletries and medication the day of travel or the night before, because obviously if you're still using some of those things, can't really pack it. So like I get it, but yeah, I know I'm coming off judgmental, but just as a Virgo and just as a really organized person, when people call me scrambling, packing, I'm like, guys, this could have been avoided. But I mean, some people love the spontaneity of that. I don't. Some people live for it. Also, pack comfy outfits. You may think you want to be cute every single day, but make sure that you have some comfortable things because I know after a couple days of dressing up, looking cute, taking all your photos, like for me, I have like a couple days like that. And then after that, I just want to wear leggings and biker shorts and maybe a cute shirt. So make sure you have some comfy stuff and then the last thing i have to say about prep is clean your space before you leave this isn't a groundbreaking tip none of these tips are groundbreaking this is all just what i do you don't have to do it this is what i do clean your space before you leave and i'm not talking about a little tidying 
And I know that, like, maybe stuff came up and you have to go on a trip really quickly and you can't. Like, I get it. I get it. But if you can, like, all of these tips are really if you can. Clean your space before you leave. Like, a deep clean, not, like, a little tidy. And, I mean, when you come back from a trip, you're probably going to be tired from travel. The last thing you want to have to do is come back to a dirty space. If you had went ahead and made your plans for lodging and transportation early and started packing early, that should leave you with plenty of time to clean, okay? Wipe your surfaces down. Mop. Vacuum. Sweep. Do all your dishes. Just have it nice for when you come back. That way when you're tired. I'm preaching right now. Let me calm down. But yeah i mean i know that i know there's circumstances where you have to like just travel out of nowhere you can't exactly clean and then maybe a quick little tidy would do you some good but i don't know i'm just saying if you have the time do a nice clean okay all right so let's get into the actual trip part so i don't have a ton of tips for this section the main things I want to talk about are just being present. I'm not saying like you can't go on your phone, can't go on social media, can't like call people. But just like for me personally, I try to not go on social media that much. I may post a couple stories of cool places that I'm at. But this and this goes for like all times, like not even when I'm like on trips, just my whole life. I don't really like scroll on social media. Um, I usually just kind of post what I have to post and then leave and then I might like come back and respond to comments and DMs but like when I especially when I'm on a trip I will literally post a photo and then like log out not log out but like close the app like I just try not to linger on there you know because I can scroll and stare on my stare at my phone for hours at home you know I only have a limited amount of time in a place when I travel so I I just try not to stare at my phone for hours unless you're at an airport that's different or like in the car or something but just being present you know just remember to actually enjoy yourself relax be flexible if things don't go as planned I know I just preached about planning I'm sorry I'm a Virgo what do you expect from me but it's honestly weird if everything goes as planned while you're traveling like, in my experience, that doesn't happen. Like, if everything's going as planned, I'm probably going to start getting concerned and be like, okay, well, what's going to go wrong? I know that's toxic behavior, but yeah. <laughs> um, For my New Orleans trip, again, like, we found out days before the trip that there was going to be a tropical storm hitting. And like I said, we missed the worst of it. But... We were flexible in our plans and we're like, okay, it's going to be sprinkling. So let's go eat at a restaurant. Like when the weather app says it's going to be sprinkling or like, let's go inside local shops. Like when it says it's going to be raining a little bit. And I mean, it didn't really rain much like other than like, like I said, little sprinkles, little drizzles, but just being flexible so that we would be somewhere inside when the weather changed so yeah basically the main tip i have here is to be flexible also have a safe space you can go to 
in case you feel your anxiety coming on or your depression flares up like that's going to be most likely whatever your lodging is but you just want to have a place you can go and feel comfortable and just have a have a little bit of time to collect yourself so yeah that's pretty much all i have for the actual trip portion just be present enjoy yourself you know and I mean, that goes for like trips and vacations and stuff like that. But if you're like going somewhere for like maybe a negative reason or maybe it's business, like maybe all of those tips wouldn't necessarily apply. But just take everything I'm saying with a grain of salt, okay? Because like all of this stuff is very situational. Okay, so now it's time to get into my favorite topic. That's the post-trip anxiety slash depression that you feel when you get back. And this is, this is where I'm about to get a little toxic, okay? So when I get back from a trip, I usually have the feeling where I'm like, cool, I can sleep in my own bed. But returning to normal life is so hard. It's so hard for me to go back to working in my normal schedule. And I just feel anxious. And I just feel sad in general. I just feel so sad when I come back. And not even joking, like, so sad to the point where, like, I just have debilitating anxiety and depression for a little while when I get back. And like I said, it's going to be a little toxic. But when I have that feeling, <laughs> please don't take my advice. I don't even, this isn't even good advice. But when I have that feeling, I usually plan another trip. <laughs> Like I said, don't take my advice. Like, it may not even be like a full trip. I'll be like, okay, maybe in a few months, like I can go to this place. Like I start like visualizing new places I'll go. I'll start visualizing new places I'll go. Uh, my cat is throwing things off of my couch. Please ignore that. Maybe you can't hear it. Maybe you can. Hmm, who knows? Because I'm not editing this. Anyway, um, yeah, it'll maybe I'll visualize like places I'll go or I'll be like, okay, let me buy a concert ticket. <laughs> Basically, I make plans to have something else to look forward to so that I'm not sad. <laughs> and I just, I know it's so toxic that I solve my anxiety and depression problems about being back by spending more money. But... That's just what I do, okay? Like, you don't have to do that. I'm just saying what I do personally. And if you guys have any better advice for what to do when you get back, please help me. <laughs> um, I guess the bottom line here is to find things to look forward to, okay? This is like, I feel like the actual good advice. Find new things to look forward to so you won't feel as bummed about being back to your normal life. It doesn't have to necessarily be another trip or concert tickets or vacation, whatever. But, I mean, it could just be going somewhere with your friends or spending time with your family or just going, I don't know, just going places locally. Like I talked about, I think, two podcasts ago. I don't really know. But, yeah. Don't do what I do. You can probably find other ways to look forward to things in life without having to plan a new vacation. Anyway, um, that's all for this episode. I hope it was helpful in some ways. I know that a lot of these 
a lot of the advice I gave is very like obvious, but sometimes you need someone to just drill it into you, okay? Especially y'all that don't like to pack early and clean before you leave. Anyway, um, yeah, I hope you enjoyed and um, you can find all the links to my playlist and Instagram and Etsy and all that stuff in the show notes. Okay, Illy, bye.